Blog Talk Radio. Of the pajama party when he was Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. How's everybody doing? Everything is cool. Yeah. Happy Can't Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> Ooh, what a week. I know that's right. Hmm. <laughs> What's good? What's good with you, Papa Didi? Well, you know, um, just there's so much news out there. You know, reporting news can become really uh, have a lot of simplicity because there's so much out there every day. You know, just, just standing still. You know, news just smacks you in the face. So mm-hmm. I can understand how these networks on TV and all just they could just run it. They could just take some of the commercials out in the mix, you know. They could have a good news show, but commercials seem to damper everything. There's so many today. Oh my God! You watch TV, you can you can go back and make a whole sandwich with all the trimmings, you know. And you could cook a meal at the time. Come back in the last commercials on, then the advertisement for the network that is on. Then all of a sudden your show pops on. Or you could chill to another channel and watch a, a quarter of another program and come back in the program you watch and it's still in the commercial break. It, it's unbelievable. You know, so just go to show you. They're all making money. You you don't hear networks talking about the, that at all. They're not crying, bro. Not at all. What's good with you, Cattle? Oh, nothing too much. Just tripping on this weather. It's uh, feel like it's uh, summertime again. Folks out here wearing shorts and <laughs> other things. I'm trying to catch up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. ironic. Uh, I'm, I'm actually still uh, pulling tomatoes off my tomato tree, believe it or not. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It's still sprouting. It's still turning red, and uh, and I have a, another tree with uh, green peppers on it, and they're still they're not that big, but they're popping off though. So that's crazy. This time of year. Yep. Well, to all those people who say climate change and global warming is not real, they need to come and look at your garden. Yeah, it's still growing. I usually cut it down by now because, you know, once the vines uh, freeze or stop generating fluid throughout the vines of tomato plants, then it's gone. And they're easy to take down because they're just a bunch of long stems. You just go down the bottom of the plant just with a pair of scissors and snip, snip, and you, mm. it's almost like cutting, you know. Just kill it. 
cutting some dreads or something. Yeah. Kill it at the root. Kill it at the root. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what's our opening topic for tonight? Uh, well, let's see. I, I had friends cross so much, uh, so much uh, stuff uh, this week. Um, I think I was reading a story. I think you're talking about this story with a. Uh, uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, Russell Simmons, his daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the model. What uh, is her name? Aoki. Yeah. Yeah. His wife, the. Uh, Russell and. Uh, Kimora. Yeah, Kimora's daughter. Mm-hmm. To be so young, she's very deep, and she made a strong statement concerning how much hip hop is used in advertisement and in. Especially on 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 sports, before games or before everything. If you notice, well, the question is: Do you feel that rap is getting they're getting paid enough for how much they're and, and not just the rap single rap artists, but just the genre, the way it's being displayed in the in the networks and the commercials and anything that they want hype to get your attention. You'll hear something, whether it's uh, DMX or, or something, you know. You know, there'll be a, a Ford F-150 and going across some rocks. And, you know, you got DMX saying, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. You know, any anything they do, if you look at any program, especially on ESPN with different sports references or commercials, boxing matches, always has a small promo that's got some type of uh, – hip-hop flavor, you know, introducing the song or playing in the background or what it do, highlights has got some, but the question is, do you think that the the uh, hip-hop world is getting paid enough? It should be a general fund, in my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. just so a, a, a hip-hopper is not making that much money can live off of something based on all the the uh, hip-hop induendos is put in advertisement today. And I'm sure you've heard it, you know. What do you think? Uh, Kettle? I'm going to go to Kettle first. Oh, she passed so, the bus. What's your question? I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. What's your question, Pop? Do you think that the hip-hop world is being exploited with all of their music that's being used as overtones or overtures and all this advertisement? Because I'm sure they're not getting their money's worth for. I mean, I don't know if you heard it, but you just gotta like listen to all these commercials that have a you know, anything. It's, it's almost like a hype call, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they play mm-hmm. good hip hop little, little little innuendos of songs to get your attention. You look up and you know you hear such an old fashioned rap song or anything that has to do and 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 I, I know that the hip hop world is not getting. I know they're they're not getting compensated like they should, you know. I know mm-hmm. they're not because they, high, especially ESPN, when they're advertising a you know a, a UFC fight or something like that, they just come in with it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, as far as I know, the they supposed to ask permission if they can use your, you know, your record yeah, or whatever. But that's, um, that's not always that's not always the case. People, oh sure, see some. Yeah, but see, just like, well, just to, not to cut you off, but an example of that is Donald mm-hmm. Trump 
with that show, The uh, The Apprentice. The OJ said mm-hmm. he never asked permission to play that song, Money. You know, remember that song for oh, that, yeah. that show came on, The Apprentice, with the the OJ song, yeah. For the Love of Money? Donald Trump just was using it. And, you know, that's just an example how people use it until you come after them. Now they done made a bunch of money. So, but anyway. Well, I will say that I, I've noticed it in the commercials. And I think it's funny that they go for something that's a hip-hop beat or rap song to hype up whatever the show and I'm thinking, like, okay, of all the genres of music, y'all don't ever pull out a country song or anything like that when you want to get people hyped. Right. You know, like when they got the players coming out on the field or something along that line, they go with a hard rap song or something because it's something it about the people. music that gets it people hypes. excited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not disparaging country music, but that's not hype music. So they go for what will hype people up. But like what Cattle said, they're supposed to get the permission, and then they should be getting paid, I think, some kind of residual money or something mm-hmm. every yeah, time, every world. single time that those commercials run. Now, whether all that's happening, that's a good question. I don't know. I hope but I, I think they use the, I think they use the um, rapping song because it grabs people's attention. One, and two, the people that are really um, into whatever they're hyping up is the young folks. So they trying to catch, capture the attention. If they get out their phone, they can capture the attention. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, other than a rap song, but that's how they have to capture the attention now. You know, with music. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so um, that's just a, a attention getter. That's all. That's the bottom line. Now, like you said, if they're getting paid or not, which they should be, you know, unless the artist is really going to make some noise about it, hey, hey, I guess they just let it go <laughs> and keep rolling. So. Well, I just hope that yeah. some of these artists are not foolish enough to just feel flattered yeah, that somebody wanted mm-hmm. to use their song, mm-hmm. and they think, oh man, they, yeah, they yeah they had to use my stuff because my stuff is hot, my stuff is this yeah. and that, and I'm like, okay, you being real stupid because if you're not getting paid and you just flattered and you're getting your ego tickled, then you're the dummy. But you know what I have noticed, like different estates, like the Whitney estate, the Prince estate. If you're using something of his their, their likeness or whatever. Oh, they coming after you, uh, Marvin Gaye's estate. So people that that look at those things and, and the head of uh, uh, certain um, artists' estates and want to be um, presented in a in a proper way, yeah, they're gonna go after you. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this ain't happening. No, mm-hmm. you didn't ask our permission, so we going after you. But those, the, mainly those three estates that I have I have seen that happen, you know. Um, for them to go after people. And they and they end up getting you. They end up winning. So, um, you know. Well, there it is. There it is. Okay. Well, are you ready for the rundown, Cal? Oh, I'm always ready. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, let's do it. All right. And now we've got Kettle with the rundown for tonight's show. What you got for us, Kettle? 
<laughs> well, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> oh, right. you're very welcome. Um, okay. In focus, uh, news for tonight, we have midterm election results so far. Okay, there's still more coming in. Also, social media shakeups and Facebook and Twitter. Also, um, D.C. Attorney General sues Washington Commanders, Snyder, and the NFL. Wow. Uh, Cocktail of the week. After all that, we're going to need this. It's called the Basil Hayden Golden Hour. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Um, My Cattle's Corner on Relationships. Um, Our Weird News. Uh, Escape King Cobra crawls back to Swedish uh, terrarium. Also, man ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. He's crazy. Also, um, a handgun found inside raw chicken in luggage at airport. I'm just okay. saying with red wine, nobody likes a blocker. 11 for the city with Papa Didi, of course. A Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot for you tonight. The kissing list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. All right, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, boy. All right, we ready to go in focus. Oh, I- I'm going to go. Am I first? Make sure I'm not yep, out of order. Up. Because I know I do that. All right. Uh, let's talk about midterm election that happened, uh, when was that, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Seems like it was a long time ago already. Um, of course, some of the results are still coming in because certain states still have uh, counting going on of the ballots. But well, those midterm elections were very interesting. There was a lot going on from coast to coast. Uh, there were a few people so far, you know, I'm not going to call them all out, but people like uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, he was reelected. He Basically, he crushed uh, Governor Charlie Crist. So, that was that. And um, Josh Shapiro, I think he might be a up-and-coming rock star up in Pennsylvania. He's now the governor of Pennsylvania. He beat uh, Republican Don Doug Mastriano, and if anybody lives up in that area, if you saw the commercials that Mastriano was running, you I'm sure you're breathing a sigh of relief that Mastriano lost. That man is a nutcase. Uh, y'all's girl, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she got reelected again. She defeated this brother, Marcus Flowers, who he, he fought a good fight, 
but he couldn't beat Marjorie. Marjorie beat him with a 65.9% of the vote, and that's uh, the 14th district in Georgia. Then you got Gretchen Whitmer. She is still the Michigan governor. She defeated Republican Tudor Dixon with about 54.5% of the vote. And uh, here's a name we haven't heard in a while, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Y'all remember her? She Mm -hmm. was a former Trump White House press secretary. She is now the next governor of Arkansas, following in her father's footsteps. Remember her father? Is she really? Yes. She is now the uh, governor, well, will be the next when she's sworn in. She's about to be the governor of Arkansas. But what kind of experience does she have? I couldn't tell you. You'd have to look her up and see what she's got on her on her rap sheet. <laughs> see what she's what does she bring to the table in Arkansas? Mm. And then we've got newcomer Wes Moore in the state of Maryland. He is now governor of Maryland. Beat Republican election denier, uh, Dan Cox, who's still yeah. talking stuff about what's not right, what wasn't fair and who's yeah. cheating and all of that bull. Uh, John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania for U.S. Senate. Yeah, that was a real eye-opener. Yeah. Now, you know John Fetterman had a stroke recently, Mm -hmm. so he was struggling with just trying to get his sentences together, and he still beat, as he was calling him, a Hollywood doc, Mm -hmm. Doc Oz. Um, Now, here's an interesting one. Maxwell Frost, he uh, was elected and is the first Gen Z member of Congress in Florida's 10th district. He is, I believe he's a brown Hispanic. I thought he was black, but he's Latino, so black Latino. Maxwell Frost, first Gen Z to be elected to Congress. I'm like, all right, shout out to you, Maxwell Frost. Now, in Georgia, that's still up in the air for the Senate for uh, between Raphael Warnick and Herschel Walker. It still blows my mind that they're in a runoff because neither one of them got 50% of the vote. Well, 50.1. So that's the way this works. If you get at least 50.1, then there's no way that your competitor can can beat you. Neither one of them got 50% of the vote. So they're going to have a runoff sometime in December. I guess they're going to do it all over again. It's crazy. Uh, voters in Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont approved ballot measures to amend their state's constitutions to get slavery and indentured servitude out of there. But guess who the holdout was? There were five states that had slavery on the ballot. Anybody want to guess who's the one state that said, no, we can hold on to that? Probably Alabama. No. Alabama got rid of it. Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont got rid of it. Texas? Florida. Nope, not Texas, not Florida. Louisiana. Louisiana. I was so disappointed in that one. But Louisiana Hmm. rejected the amendment that would have, um, you know, gotten rid of it. Uh, Kettle's boy, Beto O'Rourke, lost his challenge to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And, of course, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Stacey Abrams mm. lost her bid for governor to Brian mm. Kemp, mm. and that's in mm. Georgia as well. 
And then they you had uh, her have that office. No. And unfortunately now she's been making noise about kind of blaming who, you know, I, I read something that she's kind of blaming black folks for not coming out and voting and the numbers that were needed to get her over the mm-hmm. top on that. So of course mm-hmm. now black folks are pissed off at her for saying that. And I don't, I'm like I don't think they liked it from the get go. You know? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. So yeah. I think she probably should have just, you know, let let leave that alone. Like why would you even <laughs> come out and say stuff but But uh, also there was recreational marijuana that was on some states' ballots, but in the state of Maryland, um, it was approved. But Missouri said, no, no, no. So voters did approve it in Maryland. And, um, oh, I'm sorry, Missouri did approve it, showing that they're gradually starting to support legalized marijuana in some of these more conservative places. But it was rejected in Arkansas and North Dakota. <laughs> man, no, I'm like, what else are y'all doing? Shit. Yeah, like, what else are y'all doing in North Dakota? I'm not saying you should yeah. go light up, but I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. at least, so now mm-hmm. it means at least 21 states have approved marijuana for recreational use. And a similar initiative went before voters in South Dakota, but they're still tabulating the votes. So we don't know how that's going to go. But, you know, Biden's talking about, you know, decriminalizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. You know, he announced that he was pardoning thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of weed under federal law. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. It is, yeah. It is. And that Carrie, what's that woman's name? Carrie Lake, I think her name is. Uh, she's trying to be governor of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. She's another election she's denier. A, she's a nutcase. Yeah, she's a loose cannon nutcase. She's already claiming that people, something was cheating and stuff isn't right. And, you know, it's been one thing after another. Trump put stuff out on his social media site talking about what states were cheating and doing this and doing that, trying to rile people up. He put something out about Detroit saying that people were being turned away and not allowed to vote. And, of course, the uh, Detroit election officials clapped back immediately and said, look, don't put out misinformation and lies. That is not what's happening here. So, that's, you know, what's what's going on thus far. So, I guess, I don't know when they'll finally get everything counted up. Mm-hmm. We shall see. But we already know that whoever loses in the red state areas, or the red people, I call them, they're going to be claiming that something wasn't right and somebody right. cheated. So this could go on for a while. It's just such, mm-hmm. it's just such white, white privilege. You know, a lot of them feel like they, they feel they're so positioned with things and they're so, you know, especially the, the woman Lake, the one out of um, yeah. Arizona running for governor. 
She just thinks she's, a, as old folks say, she just thinks she's a cat's meow and the dog's bow wow. <laughs> this woman just, she's a mess. I mean, she's, I don't know, some of them just kind of, they don't realize or don't take into consideration that this is a contest. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. And this is the way it's been since the since voting has come come in focus in, the, in any aspect. And and some of these people still feel, it, with Trump being the, the main instigator of all this, that I can't lose, you know. Yeah. I mean, look at Dr. Oz. He just thought with all his connections and his popularity and just who he was and all this, when I think he was the biggest uh you know, heartbroke out of everybody, in my opinion, because that man just thought that he was the shit. He's yeah. filthy, dirty, rich. You know, so they figured that now they've accomplished the American dream financially, but it just goes to show you, and I'll close on this here, it just goes to show you that, you know, big money is cool to have, but it just, it it's not a do-all. Mm-hmm. It's not a do-all at all. You could be making money, chasing money, have money intentions and all that. But money is just a means to an end. That's all it is. It's a means to an end. And you you know, you can have plenty of it, but you get you you tip over just a little bit too much, it can knock you down just like a like you fell off the other side of a scale. You know, so Yeah. It's amazing. We'll see what happens with the rest of the stuff, but uh it's really interesting watching and, uh, you know, hope they'll come to the light with Donald Trump soon because he don't mean nobody no good. And those Republicans that are holding on to him, whew, they better let them rings go. And, you know, he threw Melania under the bus he over th- Oz he th- because what? he claimed, what? yes, after mm. Oz lost the way he did, Dr. Oz, Trump came uh-huh. out and said, the only reason I backed Oz is because of Melania. So that loss is on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dude, are threw, you serious? He threw Glenn Yunkel. Uh, what's the name, Glenn Yunkel? Yunkin. Yunkin, yeah. the, the, the governor of uh, mm-hmm. of Virginia. Threw him under yeah, the bus. he just called him out. Yeah, yeah he said, I came out there and... and Supported you and you couldn't get anybody elected because he was pissed because the girl lost the girl Vega. What's oh, the yeah. name? Uh, yes, Lee. Yes, Leslie Vega. Vega, yeah. Spanish right. girl. That's mm-hmm. that's another one that thought she was going to win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> that woman Spanberger. Yeah, Spanberger beat her because uh-huh. yeah. she was always trying to project an image that she was much more nice looking. Her, you know, she was more attractive. It was a whole thing with image on that situation. You know, Vega thought she was this young little hot Spanish chick, and she in all the commercials she made Spanberger look like an old maid. Yeah. But but Spanberger <laughs> dressed up the night she won, didn't she? Girl, she got her hair did. She got her hair did. Had a nice outfit on when she was doing her little speech for winning. It was amazing. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. But it was wow. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. We'll see what happens with this. Keep your eye on Arizona, especially that woman. I call her Ricky Lake. That woman named Lake. She's whew, yeah. She's a mess. Yeah, she said. She said out of her mouth, "I will be their worst freaking nightmare." Yeah, you know she reminds me of that woman Lake running for governor that's complaining and bitching and all that she's losing now. She reminds me of. I don't know if you remember this woman that you sold a bunch of hotels in New York. Her name was Leona Hemsley. You ever heard that name before? Oh, yeah. I remember her. Leona Hemsley. 
he was a mess. That was Donald Trump's adversary because mm-hmm. they were always trying to outbuy each other yeah. when they came to hotels <laughs> and stuff. That's that's old school. You look up that name, Leona Hemsley. Woo! Mm. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's see, Kettle. What's yeah. happening with the uh, social media <clears throat> crazy going on? Yeah, between uh, this metaverse and Twitter, <laughs> they going back and forth. Oh. Well, Twitter, oh, um, I'm sorry, the, the this so-called metaverse, which is Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he is firing 13% of his workforce, means 11,000 employees are out of work. After the company <laughs> spent, take this out, $15 billion on this so-called metaverse project. I mean, this is a big deal. Um, the goal of the metaverse, if it can be said to have one is to create some manner of online VR space where people will want to spend their time and money, which as yet has not proven at all popular or successful. But he spends $15 billion on this, and he gets rid of 15,000 employees. That's, that's a lot. Hmm. So, of course, he says, he says, today I'm sharing some of the most difficult changes we've made in Meta's history. The billionaire CEO began. He said, I've decided to reduce the size of our team, 13%, which is 11,000 employees. Uh, that's a lot. But check this out. So even though they're getting fired, the fire staff will receive, will be receiving 16 weeks of base pay plus two yeah. extra weeks pay for each year employment. Plus all the remaining paid off. Also, um, uh, they and their families will also get health insurance for six months, three months of career support and vitality immigration support. Overseas employees wow. will receive their similar support. So, I mean, I guess you you can't go wrong. I mean, you know, you can find another job somewhere else, but that's not bad though. You know, I'm you never heard yeah, but, of too many employees doing that. Yeah, but all that runs out after a while. Oh, sure. I mean, it, oh, it yeah. runs out. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, they do that so yeah. they cannot be look so bad firing people. But sure. you know, like I said, I just it, it, it runs out. I mean, I'm not saying it's not good, but it mm-hmm. it runs out. Right, right, right. One door closes, another one opens. So this wave of firing comes very soon after Twitter's new owner, you know, Elon Musk. He's he's in that fired half of his workforce. Um, <laughs> but they said at least Zuckerberg, he sent a polite uh, bullshitty memo to the staff. At least uh, Elon Musk, he didn't do any of that. So um, getting over to Twitter, their troubles is um, people are creating fake accounts. Uh, were created for companies like um, Eli Lilly and um uh, LeBron James. Um, somebody even tried to uh, do an account in Jesus Christ. I'm like, come on, y'all, really? Uh, so, yeah. it says Twitter appears yeah. to have paused its $7.99 a month blue subscription service, which allowed people to pay for a verification check mark after users um, were abusing it to impersonate brands and famous people. So, they got rid of that. But come to find out. Oh, he already out, got rid of it, huh? <laughs> yeah. So come to find out, um, Twitter, by the end of this month, if you have any stock 
and Twitter, you better go ahead and sell it because they're going private. They're not going to be public anymore after the end of this month. So, mm, yeah. That's deep. So, uh, yes, so it is. everybody who, who had stock in Twitter, if they don't sell it, it'll be worthless? I guess so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Well, I tell you what, the, the, the people that sold Twitter to him, man, they laughing mm-hmm. all the way to the bank. I'm quite sure. I, I forgot how much they sold it to him for. Oh, how much was it? Forty-three billion. It was something like forty-four billion dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you write that in one check, or is that over time, or what? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, really. Was that layaway plan, or how does that work? Uh, well, yeah. I know that the price that forty-four billion was based on the value of all the stock that was out there. Right. So I I don't know how that all works because if he's got a he or they however they call that him since he's mm-hmm. the man if they got to mm-hmm. buy back all of that stock from people that money's coming from somewhere. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but that just mm-hmm. sounds like they got a lot going on. This now this is crazy. Now compare this to a team. Now, what the commanders are worth five point six billion. This Twitter social media is worth forty four billion dollars. That's a lot of damn money. It's hard That's to believe. It's difference. hard <laughs> to believe. It's hard team. to believe. I don't know how. You know. I, how do they figure out these values? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I just yeah. don't get it. Really. Yeah, what is the process of evaluating valuing a company like that? Because you have the ability, I think, to really jump inside of somebody's bloodstream, to put it, you know, just to put it mildly, is -hmm. that you get the scoop on everything and everybody. You know, you Mm -hmm. just, and people just talk about everything about anything, and you got rights to all of it. As soon as they type something about See, that was the issue with that verify thing. With that blue check, mm-hmm. that blue check mark was set up in a way where you had to go through some kind of vetting process to get that verified mm-hmm. mark. He took mm-hmm. all of those safeguards away and said, mm-hmm. look, I'll sell the blue check mark to you for $8 a month. Yeah. And people jumped mm-hmm. on it. Because that one from Eli Lilly, I heard that whoever jumped on that and put a fake account they posted something that said, hey, Eli Lilly, uh, insulin is now free. Because mm-hmm. that's who makes the insulin. So people started retweeting that and, you know, running around trying to figure out how do I get this free insulin, only to find out it was a fake. And, but you know. It, it, it blows my mind how people are just so wrapped up in this, you know, this this thing, Twitter. It just. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is the hottest thing since life spread. It's crazy. That's why these youngers can't get off these damn phones. <laughs> Walking down the street, that's all the head down looking at the phone. But see, you a lot of what? people, mm-hmm. a lot of people, companies, celebrities, they use places like Twitter as a means of being able to like publish your own news. So mm-hmm. you know, you have celebrities. Like, okay. If I'm getting ready to be in a new movie or something. They put it out mm-hmm. on Twitter. 
for all of their followers, people who care about what they're doing, they want them Mm -hmm. to know first before you hear it on somebody's talk show. It's out there. Mm -hmm. Companies like Mm -hmm. Eli Lilly and, you know, Kraft and all those companies, they put stuff out there like news and information. When they got a new product, they put it out on social media because they want Mm -hmm. people who follow them to get hyped about it. They'll throw stuff out there, like, for example, Kraft. They'll throw something out there and say, hey, we got a new product coming for all our followers. Get, you know, 50% off. Download this, you know, QR code or something. So only the people who follow them are going to be the ones that get that benefit. So they, that's how they stay in touch with their so-called people is through means like that. So, and it's free. You know, you can't, you can't beat something that's free that you can publicize your service or your product, company, yourself. That's what folks do. And now Elon Musk has come and just dropped an atom bomb on it and just muffed it up for everybody. So I don't know how this is going to last because he's been talking about bankruptcy now, talking about, oh, well, we might be facing bankruptcy. I'm like, well, after you destroyed it, yeah. (laughs) It's messy, very messy. I'm putting Elon Musk mm. on the kids. I know that's right. There you go. Whoop, there it is. And Mark, and Mark Zuckerberg, too. Okay. Yeah. Well, at, at least he, you know, kind of told the people he's on my said, just fucking, I'm not doing shit. I ain't telling them nothing. Mm. So, okay. All right, moving on. Mm. Okay. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's going on? Well, that's some amazing. That's exhausting. It really is. <laughs> now people are all into that stuff too. Facebook and Twitter—they're all into it. And it's, both those people that own them are completely full of crap, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, moving on to something a lot, a lot more serious. Uh, uh, the D.C. Attorney General—he sues the Washington Commanders over uh, Dan Snyder, the NFL, for deceiving residents. You know, now this story was really deep because. I think Dan Snyder thought all this stuff was laid to rest, along with, uh, and and he's a smart guy, this brother who's the uh, the attorney general for uh, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. because he pulled in, you know, good, uh, what's his name, Roger Goodell also, you know, because, you know, the, the hype was up on that as far as what was going on with it, but it just kind of got dulled down all of a sudden, you know. <clears throat> they went to the Congress and they had to. He said he had to go out of town and yeah. couldn't talk about this and that. I'm out of the country. I can't speak on this. I can't. I mean, you know, Dan Snyder is the most. He. he uh, I don't know. It was, I just can't even speak on the whole. Only because I'm very familiar with the area of where FedEx Field is and how destitute the area is around it, and it's just. This all comes into play with it. And this is D.C. You would think that Merlin also would be talking about some type of deception because they're not investing anything in in the surrounding area. I mean, there's no sports bar within two miles of the – a mile of the stadium. And I guess – I don't know what kind of entertainment they have inside the stadium. I've never been. 
inside FedEx Field, but I tell you what, I've gone around it because you can go around a circle to get to different parts of town. You could drive actually around the stadium. That has got to be the closest stadium you can come to when you're driving in the world. You know, any other stadium is like off in a distance behind a gate. You can't come near it, you know, and things like FedEx, like uh, the link for the Eagles in Philadelphia is off of 95. And you oh, that's FedEx Field. I mean, that's that's uh, the link for the Eagles over there as you're driving down 95. But FedEx Field, damn, you can go jogging <laughs> next to it. Yep. Right next to the pavement, next to the stadium. But that's about the only thing going on with it. But there's no sports bars or no... TGI Fridays or anything that will govern money or revenue from this place. There's nowhere. Oh, it's just amazing. Anyway, that was just a, a prelude of what I'm about to read here. Mm-hmm. All right, so the, this, the uh, D.C. Attorney General, his name is Carl uh, Racine, right? Carl Racine, he announced a lawsuit against the embattled uh, Washington Commanders, owner Dan Snyder, the team, and the NFL on Thursday, okay, he legend they colluded to deceive D.C. residents about the NFL's investigation, which was in full bloom, but then it kind of died out, okay, into the toxic workplace, you know, the culture, allegations, and all the sexual assaults and all that jazz, because there's still people, D.C. residents, that are waiting for some type of restitution for their different uh, allegations, and they just put on a back burner. It seemed like when the season starts, everybody's, oh, we're preoccupied with games. So, oh, we'll get back with you. We played the Eagles next week, so we'll get back with you kind of thing, you know. But uh, for years, the team and its owners have caused very, very real and very serious harm and then lied about it to to, uh, dodge accountability and to continue to rake in profits because with a football team, you always making money. You know, that's called TV revenues, you know, for all these different – TV programs have access to these games. They pay all these teams big money, ESPN, FS1, you know, NFL Network. I mean, it's just, shoot, the money is unbelievable, okay? The lawsuit delays that they are deceptive, they're deceptive efforts are meant to keep the fans in the dark and increase profits for the team. The lawsuit cites the District of Columbia's uh, Consumer Protection Procedure Act, which gives the Attorney General broad authority to hold individuals or a company accountable for misleading customers. Okay, the the Attorney General investigations began last fall and found that Snyder lied to D.C. residents when he denied knowing anything about allegations of a hostile workplace environment and cultures of sexual harassment within the teams, according to uh, Racine, the uh, the Attorney General. In fact, the evidence shows Snyder was not only aware of the toxic culture within his organization, he encouraged it and he participated in it. Mm. So it was just a free-for-all. You know what I mean? Everybody was just hanging out, doing their thing, manipulating uh, cheerleaders. Show. It was a freak show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody just, you know, getting all up in it. And being the fact that the wife is not, you know, she's not, like, complaining about nothing. And she put the team in her name while until stuff blows over. She must be getting a freak on also in all this. So who knows, okay? So, you know, the NFL commissioners launched, uh, they, they launched what uh, they billed as the independent inv- investigation into the allegations. But they were secretly 
secret about any kind of results they came on, and, and this is the reason why he pulled uh, your boy Roger Goodell in there. Because mm. what, what happened with the investigation, NFL? What did y'all yeah, find out? Nobody they're not, knows. They're not telling anybody. And they think that now that you're playing football every Sunday, everybody's going to forget it. So stay tuned to that situation there. Because that uh, district attorney in Washington, D.C., that brother, uh, Carl Racine, he seems pretty serious about trying to get to the bottom of uh, what's going on with them. You know, first they had a situation where with the name the Redskins mm-hmm. they didn't want to get rid of, and now they're, like, hovering all this freakniks they've been going on with. So and They got a lot mm-hmm. of mess with them. Those are your boys, right, uh, Kettle? Ain't that your, your people? Yeah, that's my people. They're going to they gonna iron it out. They're going to get it together. Okay. He's optimistic. Okay. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, you can. It's all good. You gotta be. With them crazy fools. <laughs> all right. Uh, are we ready for a cocktail or are we going to take a break? Let's take a little CC break. Let's regroup after all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we're coming back with Kettle in the Cocktail of the Week. It's a good one. Stay right there. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle. Take it away, Kettle. What you got this week? All right. This is a tongue twister, maybe, but uh, this is a new bourbon. It's called the Basil Hayden Golden Hour. That's the name of the cocktail. Now, the Basil Hayden bourbon is marked by a rich cascade of aromas and flavors. This is out of uh, this is a Kentucky whiskey. It's carefully matured with exceptional quality, and is sealed in the heart of the bourbon country, Claremont, Kentucky. That's where the hillbillies are. Uh, this unique single um, uh, small batch bourbon whiskey is blessed with rich hints of peppermint, notes of pepper, slight citrus overtones, and a spicy warming finish. So this cocktail. Includes uh, one part of the Basil Hayden Kentucky bourbon, three-fourths parts of uh, the Let Blanc, three-fourths of the um, Aperol Aperitif, and a grapefruit peel. 
So we're going to combine these ingredients over ice in a mixing glass. Stir thoroughly. Strain into a chilled glass over a large uh, ice cube and garnish with the um, grapefruit peel. And that is the Basil Hayden Golden Hour. Enjoy. Ooh. That thing sounds... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it got you, huh? Like that, huh? I do like that. All right. Well, the um, cocktail of the week is brought to you by Kettle. And our parent company, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you so much for that, Kettle and D.C. Homegrown. Appreciate you both. And we're hey, going to give the mic over to Papa Didi so we can find out what's popping. What's popping? What's popping, Papa Didi? Well, you know, there's so much going on. I mean, I'll just do a, a, a brief once-over of all the things happening. As you can see, when we talked earlier about Twitter and uh and meta and all that, you know, it's really coming to a full circle on all these multi-rich uh, people. I I hope that the public is finally realizing that, you know, they don't have all the answers, you know, and we we as consumers really have to stop being so foolish on the things we do, the stuff we buy, what we buy, how we buy it, and just slow down for a minute and, and slow down the process pretty much. You know, I had an incident myself where I was about to get uh, a, you know, you know, a cable service for the house kind of thing. Uh, I'm not going to mention the company. I'm not going to get that deep. I already had a company already I was going to switch up because they gave me a, a decent deal and all this jazz. And when I signed off it on everything and uh, all of a sudden I got a text saying, We'll be sending the product to your house, the the modem and the uh, whatever else comes with it, the, the the cable box and all that stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a new customer, and the last person I talked to said that I have free installation and that, that the the tech will be bringing all that out. So when I talked to the customer service aspect of, come to find out, the people I talked to were just uh, the promotional section would seem like they were 10 miles away from customer service and almost seemed like they had nothing to do with this this cable carrier. Because once I signed off with them, when I actually went to customer service to talk about what emails and texts I was given, they said, oh, no, we, no, you don't have it. They have you as just blah, 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 blah. And what I did immediately was just cancel because what I, what I did with them, I went into a contract because the price was so good. and But when they messed it up, before I could get charged or anything, I just canceled. Now, once I get all my paperwork for showing I canceled, two weeks, two weeks from now, I can go like in an office or something and get it more legit or see what kind of more legitimateness I can get. And I'm saying all that to make an example to say that when things aren't right, Wash that shit clean. Flush it down the toilet and start over. But anything. I mean, nowadays, these cell phones are costing $1,200, $1,300. And they try to break it down saying, oh, for two years, you could pay $64 a month, depending on how high it is, because your, your monthly bill to pay for the phone is going to be based on how high priced the phone is. So even if, let's say, $50 a month for two years. 
you know, and you have to be comfortable with every aspect of that, not to mention your service. Do you want unlimited tact, talk, and text? Because all that's adding up. And you got to think, well, how much now am I paying just to service one phone? I paid all this money for the phone itself. That's cost me 50 bucks off the top. Now, for talking text, yada, 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 that's another 45 And, you know, these phone companies, they're going to give you $13 in taxes. So if you look up and you're paying $145, $150 a month for one phone, I mean, if you got it like that, then so be it. You know, I'm not telling anybody what to do or what not to do. But just check the check your checks and balances. We are regular, normal working people, and we are buying merchandise from billionaire companies. Bill, I mean, come on, everybody from McDonald's to Wendy's to Twitter to uh, Amazon, Walmart, these companies got so much money, it's not even funny. So when you come in as a regular consumer, watch yourself. Stay smart, because just because they got money don't mean they're smart, because they pay people to call to manipulate you. The owners don't even manipulate you. They pay people to manipulate you. But the people that they're hiring nowadays, they're dumb as hell. Because that was my situation with the cable company. I was just dealing with some some dumbasses. But I had to be the adult in the room and kind of, you know, finally say, hey, this ain't right. Well, we can correct it. We, i tell you what we can do. We can redo it again. We, you can, you, you can pull, apply again. And we'll start a fuck starting over. Wipe my shit clean and flush it down the toilet, okay? I'll come back in 30 days and see whether or not there's anybody with some real intellect that can help me pull this off. Because when you become a certain age, you got to understand, it's you against the world. Don't back yourself up against the wall. Keep yourself in perspective and stay control of your shit. Spend your own money. Don't let nobody spend your money for you. I'm going to leave it on that. All right, now. They spend your own money. All right. That was good. Well, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at uh, 914-803-4306. If you're already on the line, you can press 1 and uh, put you in the queue, and you can speak your mind, talk about what you want. All right. We're easy, we're liberal, you know, talk about the election. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, I'm passing the mic to Cattle. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's going on in Kettle's Corner? It's, it's Kettle's Corner. Come on now. It ain't no talent show. Go on this thing. Uh-oh. Don't tell her to do that. Oh, boy. I'm going to start dancing to the phone, right? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Now, this is, a, this, is a different, this is a different twist tonight. Oh, I'm getting an introduction? Thank you. <laughs> oh yes, I'm sorry. It's time for Kettle's Corner with Kettle. What's going on in the corner, Kettle? <laughs> you finished, Papa? <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Um, this is a little twist tonight. You're gonna put your thinking caps on and say, hmm. Um, a gentleman by the name of Brandon Weiser, and he is a um, he's in the armed forces. He's in the navy. He's a navy man, young man of twenty six. 
he met a young lady. She's 24. Uh, met her overseas. She's attractive, funny, and owns her own business, social media business. Okay. Um, and he met an older woman, which she's about 40, attractive, funny, and has her own business as well. She married money, so she started a hair company. Um, so his question to us is, um, which one should he go for? Which one? Yeah, which young lady should he go for? Now, he's, he's, he's been dating the 24-year-old woman for maybe about eight months. The older woman, he's been dating her for about a year and a half. So his question to us is, uh, which one should I go for? Hmm. Both of them have their Would own you, business. One is, huh? Did you say the one that's 24 is overseas? Uh, he met her overseas, and yes, yeah, she's overseas. Oh, he met her overseas. Right. She lives there. She's overseas. He he lives in the States, and he met her overseas, but they're still dating. That's long distance. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So he met a uh, 40-year-old woman, like I said, attractive, funny, all the same attributes. They both have their own business. One is 24, one is 40. So. It sounds like they're just they're they're evenly matched. It's just a difference in age. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, come on, Papa. Let me let me get your let me get your little. Wait, wait, you you let you let Red Wine just say I don't know, I don't and she know. gonna sneak out the back door. What's that about? I'm just saying. You got the 24 year old. You got the 40 year old. Both of them are entrepreneurs. Both of them are attractive. Both of them, you said, are funny, have a good sense of humor. So to me, they sound very evenly, you know, very, very even. Mm-hmm. It's just a difference in age. One's 24, one's 40. Come I'm on, like, Bob. Right. He's trying to burst okay. yeah, out yeah, the yeah, bubble. Come on, break yeah, it down. Yeah, hey. yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, your Ooh, I tell you, don't date red wine. Anyway, um, uh-uh. all right, here we go. Um you know, looking at the age difference, uh, mm-hmm. the girl, the one girl, you know, he got two years on her mathematically, and mm-hmm. the other girl, other girl, uh, she's about fifteen seconds ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, I'm just that's just my terminology. Forgive me. Okay. Um, okay. Um, she got about fifteen fifteen cent on him. You know, he's sitting on twenty five, twenty six, and she's sitting on forty. So if you got that quarter, you know, you're going to need the other 15 cent to make, you know, her 40. So that 15 years is going to continue to grow. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So by the time he gets, you know, 36, you know, she'll be, you know, in her 50s, you know. So I don't know if that's going to be an issue. The other one there, they're, they're at an equally age group situation, but is their maturity equal? Because you know maturity mm-hmm. sometimes does not maturity doesn't come with a number attached anymore. Yeah, and I think true. my man, I remember my man Prince. He made that very clear: act your age, not your shoe size. True. So, okay. you know, so it all depends on uh, where he's finding happiness and contentment. Because uh, 
I think those mm-hmm. two aspects of life, happiness and contentment, and who do you find the best companionship with? Who do you not mind being with? Because you mm-hmm. really have to have, when you're with somebody, the longevity of spending time with that person of an extended time frame is what's important. Because some people you may want to be with for a couple hours while everything is cool and hot and whatever, and yada, yada, then you need a break from the ass. But if you can sit with somebody from 1 o'clock to 7 o'clock watching football on Sunday and then watch a Sunday night football game, you know, and then see them Monday and then watch Monday night football with them, that's the person you don't mind being with. So it all depends on who he doesn't mind spending time with. I think that's the biggest factor. Do you believe I'm going to agree with Papa Didi? I'm kind of on the same page as you are. I mean, that's a good point. Um. Yeah, like you said, uh, Red Wine, they more or less are kind of equally as far as, you know, what they bring to the table. But it's like Papa D said, what's your contentment and who you can, you know, more or less be with the longest, I guess. Not just a fly-by-night type of person. So, all yeah, right. So, good person, luck. First for the same age, mm-hmm. they, they could be in a real competition thing. If somebody's just mm-hmm. two years uh, younger than you, but Y'all they've been be, dating for eight oh, months. Oh, now Red Wine's going to put her two cents. No, I'm just saying, but they've been dating for eight months. You gave her a chance months. to talk. See, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know. Why did I have that? Okay. So I'm what do you say? All right, so does anybody, uh, eight uh, anybody uh, uh, maybe we can get one of our listening uh, people to, to speak on this. All right, uh, we're going to go to the phone yeah, line. Yeah, let's go to the phone. See what somebody else oh, has okay. to say. Caller, oh, caller, right. welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Am I am I unmuted? Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Go right ahead. Get ready, baby. Yeah. This is Papa Diddy Jr. Oh, oh my lord! Watch out, what's happening? Watch out. Get ready for the bullshit. Uh oh, what Come you on. got? Go ahead, unload it. Okay, so. This is my my fact and opinion on this matter. I have mm. two two facts. So, one is overseas. Am I correct? Yeah. No, he met yeah. the one. He met the one overseas. Oh, he right. met her he overseas. He, he met her overseas, there overseas. Right. So he, he's trying to figure out which one he's going to settle down with. Right. Mm. Okay. So this is how I see it. So um, in reality, um, he's dating both of them at the same time. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. yeah, That's what it sounds okay. like. He's already. So, so from, from the way I am, I don't think he's ready to settle down, period. Mm. I think he's just steady. I think he's just in a place where he just wants to continue to date. Because oh. for me, if you're serious, it should be only one, not two. And there mm-hmm. shouldn't be any any there shouldn't be any conversation about which one. Okay. So I my 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 point that I'm saying is this brother really is not ready himself. Okay. okay, good point. I agree. Mm. That's a good point. He ain't I ready. Like, oh, oh, 
Oh, now you're jumping on the bandwagon, everyone. I'm agreeing. <laughs> okay. I'm agreeing with the phone. <laughs> okay. If your brother can't yeah. decide you dating two women, then you ain't ready for either one of them. Exactly. Ooh, I agree. Okay. Okay. So th- that's my take on on that. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Now, <laughs> wait, wait, Papa Didi, you kind of quiet. Yeah. I, I need I need some feedback, brother. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, when you when you're dating both of them, you should know by now which one has a nice fresh essence about them, and which one could use probably a little FDS. But uh, you know what? You know what I'm saying what? You 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 know them both. So what? You know what I'm saying? If you already see, Papa, I don't mean to cut you. I don't mean to cut you off, but see, that's that's right there. What you right there? The undeciding and 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 making decisions and trying to figure it out. That right there is a problem of his own. It yeah, very much so. It shouldn't even yeah. get to this point. So that's why right. I'm saying the brother and himself ain't ready. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't put neither one Al. of them through whatever he's going to go through. Ooh, you better preach. And he's probably just, you know, it may be some type of a shortage in those two environments that's making oh. both of them be with with this. What makes this guy so uh, lucky or fortunate, you know? Well, well let's say they, they might not even they might not even know that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So let's start sure. there. You I'm, know, I'm quite they don't sure know. they don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he oh, might not oh, be the oh, only one. Okay. Either one of them is dating. That's right. Because okay. he may not be a okay. he may not be a lone star either. Because you know. It is. Mm-hmm. Whoop! There it is. All right, caller. Tricky. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. Okay. You all so All welcome, right. so please mute me. <laughs> all right. I got you. <laughs> and thank you for all that good wisdom. That was that was wisdom. I didn't even pick up on that, the fact <laughs> that this brother juggling. Like, yeah, yeah really, dude, get it yeah. together. Yeah, make up your mind. I tell you. All right. Well, we ready? We ready right, to lighten it up, or are we gonna take a little break? Yeah, let's lighten it up. Right, no, we're gonna lighten up. Go to weird news here, and uh, oh yeah, take it down come before we it. come back. Some more serious stuff. Yeah, I got What's a real one for you. This one, you know, I don't do snakes, but this one is a snake story. I've got escaped king crowler crawls back to a Swedish terrarium, and this one came out of Helsinki. Uh, a venomous seven-foot king cobra that escaped from its home in a Swedish zoo has returned back home all by itself, bringing a happy ending to a week-long disappearance saga. Uh, Houdini, as they named him, has crawled back into his terrarium, said CEO Jonas Wallstrom of the Skansen Aquarium. Uh, He was telling this to Swedish public broadcasters on last Sunday. The deadly snake, now this is a deadly cobra. The deadly snake, whose official name is Sir Voss, well, in Swedish, Sir Voss, in English, that would be Sir Hiss, escaped on October 22nd via a light fixture in the ceiling of his glass enclosure at the aquarium, which is part of the zoo. It's an open-air museum and park in Stockholm's uh, Jurgarden Island. As a result, there was an extensive search. They had the x-ray machines and everything 
trying to find this snake in this uh, confined space near the terrarium. And it's uh, in the, they were looking in the insulation between two walls, thinking that's where he was. They drilled holes in the walls where the snake was hiding, but the cobra disappeared from view of the x-ray cameras early Sunday. It turned out that the snake had given up the free ride and crawled back to the terrarium all on his own. They said it was just too stressful for Houdini with all the holes and the drilling and stuff that they were doing trying to find him. So he just wanted to go home again and have peace. I guess he said, y'all are making too much commotion. I'm going to just go home. And that's what he did. So the park said that the snake would not have survived the cold climate if it had gotten outside of the building. Now, I would not have wanted to see this seven-foot cobra, venomous cobra, just out and about, you know, doing his thing. But they said he went home all by himself, so... Shout out to Houdini the snake for just saying, all right, I had my time out, now I'm going home. Wow. They're doing some magic tricks, huh? He's disappearing. I guess. (laughs) I guess he just wanted to get out of the little uh, terrarium and get some air or something. I don't know. Mm, But they mm, said he mm, got out through the light fixture up in the top. He probably had been planning that thing for a minute. You think? <laughs> I think so. I think he had been uh, looking up uh, at that light thinking, you know what, if I could just get up in there, I think I could get out of this joint. <laughs> and right. there he did. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Get me half to death. Mm. Mm. All right. All right. Over to you, Kevin. And, what you got? Okay. Where was that now? Where was that? You said where was that? Yeah, that, that was in uh, Helsinki, Sweden. Okay, all right. Make sure I stay out of Sweden. All right. Yeah, you don't um, have to worry about seeing him. All right. Uh, check this out. This sounds crazy. Man, this is why this weird news. Man who ate forty rotisserie chickens in forty days. He says, "I just felt like it was doing uh, this an important reason why he was doing it." Uh, just over a month ago, uh, put him on a kisser list, Alexander Tomofsky was an ordinary man. Now, thanks to nothing more than an um, iron will, he has transformed himself to a legend, eating 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. Okay, mm-hmm. ensuring his place in history as the Philadelphia chicken man. Okay, put the chicken man on the kisser list. Um, he spoke to New York Times following the completion of his mission um, before a throng of cheering spectators. Uh, Alexander said that it wasn't easy to achieve his goal. Initially, he would what? What inhale a chicken in 20 minutes, and there was no pain. But as he continued his work over the following week, he needed roughly two hours and started to feel cramped up, bloated from all the sodium, and said that um, he came to believe that the uh, that uh, he could um, feel the pulse of my heart in my stomach. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, uh, Alexander, 31, has um, worked as a restaurant server in Philadelphia, wasn't driven by making money, settling a bet, or becoming famous. Okay. 
but he's on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter description doesn't oh. include any links and read simply, I ate chicken. He was driven by something pure. Okay. Craziness. What? Okay. He, 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 he was driven by something pure. <laughs> Whatever okay. that means. Crazy. I, I don't even I don't even understand. Like what 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 something pure caused you to eat forty chickens in forty days? That's crazy. Okay. So I mean, but he did learn that there's a lot of sodium in those damn chickens. Then, so because they season it before they put on the rotisserie, as far as I know. Yeah. So yeah. So okay, okay. won't be doing that no more. I, I can imagine yeah. what his blood pressure was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting the chicken man. Chicken man is on the kitchen list. Philadelphia chicken man. Get it right, Philly. Philadelphia chicken man. Uh, I got him. Okay. All right. right. What's your weird news, Papa? Well, sticking with chicken. uh, This this happened in um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, uh, Let's see. A gunman. They found a. a handgun inside of a raw chicken and luggage at the airport. This happened recently, uh, wow. last week. In Fort Lauderdale, uh, Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, all those three towns is connected to each other. But at the Fort Lauderdale airport, security officers at the uh, South Florida airport reported finding a handgun hidden inside of a raw chicken hmm. packing the traveler's luggage. Okay? Now, the transportation secretary uh, administration I mean, Security Administration, excuse me, posted photos of the gun and the poultry Monday on its official Instagram account. All right, the weapon was uh, recovered at the uh, Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Now, the post didn't identify the traveler or who was transporting the weapon or whether or not the arrest was made at all. But uh, according to the TSA, now dig this here. I didn't notice myself. They say fresh meat seafood, and other non-liquid food items are permitted in both carry-on and check bags. Did you know that? Really? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Okay, as long as they are packed in ice. Now, that's interesting. Let me read that one more time. Fresh meat, seafood, and other non-liquid food items are permitted in both carry-on and check bags as long as they're packed in ice. Now, that must be a Florida thing. I don't think I you, didn't I don't know think you go to Philadelphia or BWI and do some shit like that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've flown out of BWI a few times, and they'll see. But no, nah, I don't. I think that's a Florida thing. I don't know thing. about that. Anyway, um, also here's another thing: uh, unloaded firearms are allowed to be transported in a check bag, but they must be declared at the ticket counter, and they must uh, be in a lockbox container. Did you know that? I did not. So whether I have a permit or not, all I got to do is show the fact that this gun is not loaded and in a lockbox. That must be some Florida shit, too. Because <laughs> I ain't never <laughs> seen that go down. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. More over that. What's wrong so, with these people? <laughs> well, if they got the lockbox here, then why'd the person put the gun in the chicken? I don't know. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Why'd you put the gun in why, why'd you take out the liver and the gizzard 
And then, you know the little neck bone to be in the chicken? What go, what's inside of the raw chicken? You got the liver, the liver, the liver, the gizzards, and the and the neck bone, right? And they took that they out and stuck a gun in there. Stuck a gun in there. Damn. They wanted to conceal the weapon. That's a concealed weapon. They wanted to conceal it in their chicken. Leave them mm. alone, Papa. That is crazy. Salmonella. All right. Hold on. Let, let me go back to the phone real quick before this next break. All right. Caller. Hello, caller. Go right ahead with Hello. your comment. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Hello? you better not be concealing stuff in chickens. No, no, no. I was just going to make a comment about that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to say this without telling on myself, but not telling on myself. But anyway, I'll say this. There have been times that I, that I have traveled with a group, and we take our food to where we're going, um, because it's cheaper um, instead of um, allowing the villa, the villa to um, provide the food. So we actually freeze the food and put it in our check bags. Mm. And, oh, okay. uh, one, yeah, so we've been doing that for a couple of years now. I and didn't even know that was allowed. It's not. That's why I'm not giving... <laughs> Okay. Uh oh. And this is out of the country, also. So. Oh oh oh. Okay. Yeah. We so. didn't hear that. We didn't hear that. Okay. Well, no, oh, I, I, I was just, I was comment. I was making a comment on what was being talked about, and I was saying that it, you know, people do that, and they do it oh. every day. Okay. All right. Well, we all, all learned right, something there, because I didn't know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Never learn. Okay. Well, thank you for so, the enlightenment. Okay. All right. Thank you all. All righty. All right. Okay. Well, yep. I already got you. Click on mute. <laughs> all right. Where are we going? Are we going? It's on you. Uh, oh. What you want to do? I'm ready to roll. Ready to roll? Uh-oh. Yes. All righty, roll. All right, Papa. Give me an introduction. This is a Red Wine with her segment called, uh, I'm Just Saying. All right. Thank Take you, Papa away. Didi. Take it away. Tonight, I'm just saying, nobody likes a blocker. I'm sure people have experienced folk that were just blocking for whatever reason and whatever circumstance, but nobody likes a blocker. Now, the blocker that I'm speaking of is a federal judge in Texas on yesterday blocked President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, which was already on hold after the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a temporary stay last month. So that was another blocker. Now, the U.S. District Judge, his name is Mark Pittman, and he's on the kiss it list. This guy was appointed by Trump. That's how he became a judge. He declared that the Biden's loan forgiveness program was unlawful. Now, I don't understand what makes it unlawful in his eyes, but he says no one executive should be able to do a runaround Congress and sign something into law because that's what they want to do. But I thought that was the whole point of executive orders. 
Isn't that part of the power that the president has? You sign an executive order, and it bypasses Congress. So I'm just saying to Judge Pittman, nobody likes a blocker, Judge. Now, there's a group that's called the Job Creators Network Foundation. They call themselves a quote-unquote conservative group, whatever that means. They filed a lawsuit in federal court down in Fort Worth, Texas, this month, arguing that the Biden administration violated federal procedures by failing to seek public input on the loan forgiveness program. Now, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, if there's something that they want to do, a program or something, you got to go through, like, getting feedback from the public? Really? Anyway, here's the part that really gets to me. The lawsuit that was filed was on behalf of just two people, two people that have student loans. One of them allegedly was ineligible to get the relief that Biden was offering, and the other one allegedly didn't qualify to get the 20000 so apparently they must have qualified to get the 10000 but not the 20000 I'm just trying to understand, like, why is it that some people think they deserve everything? You know, there are things that have rules and procedures, and if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. That's just the way it is. That's life. If you've been brought up to believe that anything and everything you want ought to be yours, you are privileged and you have a problem. Now, just like scholarships, right, when you apply for a scholarship, don't they have rules and stuff? Either the scholarship will say, well, this is available for people under certain incomes, or this scholarship might be available for indigenous people, or people studying nursing, or whatever the criteria. It has a criteria. It'll be if you got a grade point average of a certain thing. It has a criteria. So what are these privileged people going to do? Sue every time you don't make the cut? That's bull crap. And, and, you know, I'm just saying, like, if you got, if your parents, if you live at home and you got a student loan that your parents took out, well, if they make a certain amount of money over what the criteria, then you won't qualify for this particular program. That's just the way it is. I just don't get how is it two people that are pissed off because they didn't qualify. How are you going to block the whole program because you want to go file a lawsuit and this Trump appointee decided, yeah, I agree with them. Let's put a put the brakes on the whole thing. This is crazy. But, you know, privileged people, they can't handle being told no. So now nobody gets loan relief. How is that fair? So these two people didn't qualify, and now nobody gets it, at least until they sort it all out through the courts. I guess Judge Pittman thinks that this made sense to block it for everybody while they fight it out in court. You know, privileged people always mess up stuff for the rest of us. They're just blockers. They're bitter blockers, just like Judge Pittman, a bunch of blockers. And I'm just saying, nobody likes a daggone blocker. And while they figure all this out, they're thinking that or saying that Department of Education didn't even have the authority to make a move along with the president 
to start, you know, administering the whole thing. People have already applied. People have already gotten approvals that they're about to get the ten or the $20,000 knocked off of their student debt, student loan. And now the blockers have blocked everything. Everything's on hold. I'm just saying it ain't right, it ain't fair, and nobody likes a blocker. That's all I'm saying. Oh, nobody likes a blocker. They ain't on blockers. Huh. All right, that was a good one. Don't be aware why. Thank you for that. It's not right. You know, okay. two privileged people pissed off because they couldn't get what they wanted, and now nobody gets anything. Mm. That's some bull crap. Well, they are peeling it. They're trying to peel it. So it's going to happen with that. So. Yeah, but, you know, how, lo- how much longer is this going to happen? Because that student loan uh, waiver... The payment waiver, I believe it ends in December, by the end of December, I think, uh, starting in January, people are going to have to start making payments on their student loans again. So, mm-hmm. you know, the timing for this would have been good, at least to knock down some of that bill. But the blockers right. went and got in the way, so. Anyway. All right. Living for the city. Hmm. That was a good segment. What's happening, Papa Dini? Living for Well, you know, you know, just on the tail end of what you were saying, you know, the blockers are getting a lot younger, which means that their parents have taught them well, you know? Mm-hmm. And white privilege, well, whatever privilege, has been in existence for a long time. And people have come to the realization that black folks are just sleep at the damn wheel. And in a lot of cases we are, but a lot of time we're misinformed or we're not informed at all. But other people to keep their nose to the ground, because a lot of white folks, they start looking for scholarships when the child is in fucking kindergarten, you know? And they'll set up stuff in the backyard to see whether or not the child can jump, rope, swim, mm-hmm. play baseball, anything they could do to go to college for free or at a reduced price. So they have the nerve to talk when it comes to trying to get over, you'd be surprised what some of these go-getter Caucasians have paid or not paid to go to college. Mm-hmm. I worked with a guy whose uh, daughter went to New Jersey, uh, Merlin, uh, what was it? it, used to be called U.S. Oh, uh, Merlin University. Merlin University, but they changed the name to Merlin, oh, something, yeah. something, whatever. But, man, when he said what he what she got on the local resident address and all that break she got with this and that, I was like, wow. I was amazed how much he paid or didn't pay for her to go to college those four years. But um, on that note, uh, that's very interesting. And I just want to make the point that these are now the children, okay, of the – you got the generation of the civil rights movement. Then you got their children – and then you got their children. Their children now are in their early 20s, and they already got the whole privileged move going on. You know, it's I'm telling you, it's just, it's been taught and passed down. So you got 25, 26-year-olds out there complaining because, like you said, they don't qualify. And I tell you, you can get stuff from FEMA or anything out there as long as you qualify. 
if something happens, a storm comes through, and you apply for something from FEMA or whoever, if you give them the right shit, they will send you the money. But if you don't qualify, oh, no, you make blah, blah, blah. That's just life, but a lot of people don't, don't look at it that way. But anyway, let me get on with this Living for the City segment. I was in this store the other day, and, whew, you know, sometimes I don't want to say the name of the store or whatever, but just, you know, should I say it? No? Real one saying no. <laughs> don't advertise for whoever. Yeah. No, it's not advertisement. This no, is the you say their name, that's advertisement. Yeah, that's true. But this was a regular department store kind of thing. But what got me the employees in there? This one young lady and this 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 black girl and this white guy, right? They're employees. And they're back there in the furniture area, right? And they're dropping the N word and the white boy had this lingo where he's you know you ever see white boys that are trying to talk black like they got the whole lingo and he's talking about how he messes with black women because now this is shit that i'm hearing just ear hustling i'm i'm shopping for some you know for some fucking ajax and some you know lysol wipes i ain't supposed to be hearing this kind of shit you know what i mean he's talking about how you know black women are curious they don't want to get with me because they never been with a white boy. Then I tell them I never been with a black girl and blah, blah, blah. And then the girl be like, yeah, well, they just, she's like, and she, she's just talking all liberal. She said, well, they just want, they just want to fuck a white boy. Shit, that's how I was. And I wanted to fuck me a white boy. I'm blah, blah. And I'm listening to this shit and I'm in a fucking department store. And these are two employees going on and she's using the N-word. She's dropping nigga this, nigga that. And I'm saying to myself, what the fuck? That's crazy. I could not believe it. I mean, I, you know, and, and it's been a couple of incidents that I've seen, and we all see different situations with employees nowadays. And, and you know, I wanted to say something, but I, you know, and in another place I was at, I was at 30th Street Station. And I'm going to put this motherfucker on blast. 30th Street Station, they have a place where they sell the soft pretzels. You know, you know how Philly got the pretzels. 30th Street Station. This brother that works in this joint, this boy talks to his employees like dogs. And I've seen it on two different occasions. And I was just passing through 30th Street Station. And I usually get, I like those soft pretzels. That's my thing. I'm from Philly, so pretzels with mustard is my thing. And I go around there, and he was yelling at one girl last time because he ran out of pretzels. And he's saying, well, you should have told me. He's reading her, and she's just like falling apart in front of him. And I'm like saying, damn, I had to get my train. So I said, damn, that's crazy. But I go in there like just last week, and another brother was working there, and he wanted the guy to get some sodas, and he brought the wrong sodas back. He said, well, and this is his exact words. Oh, so every time I see you to get, go get some sodas at the warehouse, I got, I got to be there watching you. I, don't, I can't trust you now. To do, I'm like, and he's just saying this shit out loud. And I'm saying to myself, what who the fuck, what the fuck is being hired nowadays? And what's, who's hiring these supervisors that just are shanghaiing these employees? And it's just a mess today out there. I mean, is the job market that desperate where they're just hiring anything, anybody, where people just come off the street talking the same shit they talked in the parking lot, now they're talking about it in the store with the emblem of the job on their shirt, and they just going in like they in the back alley. You might as well put a bottle of wine in a fucking in a joint in their hand. 
Because you already got the lingo and the talk and the relaxation. And they're going to let yourself be free. And the customers are walking by hearing all of this. And it was just, it's just a mess. I just, you know, I don't know what to say. And it's happened on a few occasions. And the last thing I want to say is that I'm so sorry uh, to hear this, but um, the city of Chester, Pennsylvania, if you know Chester, Pennsylvania, it's right there near Philadelphia. Uh, they're they're going through a major crisis. They're they're falling for bankruptcy. Okay, that little black town in Chester, Pennsylvania, which is about maybe 20 minutes from Philadelphia, going south on 95 or 291 by the airport, right by the airport down the street. Bankruptcy. They can't. They filed for a Chapter Nine bankruptcy. Okay. It'll give them protection against their creditors and stuff while they seek to fix their growing debt, okay? Mm-hmm. Their projections have the city falling into a $46.5 million deficit, which will be in 2023, okay? And, and $39 million of that particular deficit is due to the fact that they uh, they have past due pension payments that they haven't paid to people that retired. Oh. People aren't even receiving their past due pension payments. So, you know, this is a little black town. But the sad part about it, me being from, like I said, from Philadelphia, you know, a lot of things have diminished up there in Chester. Chester used to have a Scott Paper Company. You know, toilet paper you used to wipe your ass. That's where they were. They were out of Chester, Pennsylvania, not to mention other different uh, major corporations, uh, Boeing, uh, Boeing. The uh, airplane uh, builders and all that, they were out of Chester. They moved somewhere else. And then the Scott Paper Company, I don't know where the hell they went. But that was a big distributor, big employer. And this generated money in the city, but all these places are gone now. So Chester is just like a little black hole anymore. It's like not even non-existent. But the sad part about Chester is that when you go down the railroad or down 95, all these other little towns are around Chester, like uh, uh, Shawcross, uh, I can't pronounce the word, but it's uh, Shawcroft and all these little towns that lead up to, as as you're heading toward Wilmington, because your next stop from Chester in the middle of Philly is Wilmington. But they have a lot of little suburban towns on either sides of Chester. Mm -hmm. So how are these suburban towns on the other side of Chester doing so well, but Chester's fucked up in the middle? You know, like I said, it's just deep. It's deep. So anyway, leave it at that. Fares going up for Chester. All right, well, we're going to shift gears and go okay. to Kettle with the Hollywood wrap up. As I know you said oh, you had that, some. Is that time already? It's that time. <laughs> I know you okay. got the goods. Okay. So come on with it. Come on, Papa Didi. Give her her intro. She's yeah. Ready. She's ready. She ready? She ready. She ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Hollywood. Ba, 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 Hollywood. Take All it right. away. Take it away. All right. I've talked about it before, but it is coming to us December 2020. The Whitney Houston biopic. I want to dance with somebody. Um, nearly two minute trailer shows Naomi Akel as Houston having a powerful conversation defending her music for not being black enough. Oh, she's always gone through that. I mean, how many Whitney Houston movies are we going to do? Come on, y'all. I mean, we know the story, but 
it just seems like we have to continue to go through the motions. I'm not understanding. But I guess it's about that money, money, money. So, Whitney Houston biopic in uh, this December 2022. Okay. If you guys are Whitney Houston fan, I guess you'll love it. Um, also, Chris Chris Rock, he will, he will become the first comedian to perform live on Netflix. Interesting. Um, he's slated to make history on Thursday. Uh, oh, okay. The streaming platform announced that um, this is what they're going to do. Uh, Chris Rock is one of the most iconic and important comedic voices of our generation. Okay. Like VP of uh, Netflix says. Yes. Okay. 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 The last, the last pre-recorded uh, comedy special Rock did Netflix was 2018. Hmm. The new live special will be um, actor comedian seventh overall, with five others being recorded via HBO. Okay. All right, making that money. I guess that's slap. Hey, that's slap. That's slap. But keep it in busy. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're going to keep talking about it. When the Oscars come up, I'm quite sure they're going to mention it again. Um, also, Snoop Dogg, he reveals a biopic, biopic that he's working on. Okay. The life and legacy of iconic and entertainment mogul, Snoop Dogg, is officially being turned into a biopic. Universal has tapped Black Panther. Uh, Joe Robert Cole, Alan Hughes, the special director of upcoming project. His brother Albert directed films like Minister Society 2 and Dead President. So he got some uh, big wigs coming on here to help him. That's pretty okay. cool. Snoop Dogg, he continues right. to evolve, I see. Um, of course, yes, I can talk about Ye, Kanye, um, Fat Joe. Uh-oh. He was on the Red Table Talk, and just before he went on the Red Table Talk, um, he said that Ye um, knocked on, was on his doorstep and wanted to talk. So he said he talked to Ye for about an hour or so, and uh, he, he told him he needs some Jesus in his life. That was his bottom line, more, more or less. Fat Joe talking to him. Okay. He said, uh... He's like, bro, look, God is telling me to, to talk to you, and you need to talk to him. So he's, he's Fat Joe was like, you need to get right with some people and get your act together. So he came for advice, so that's what advice that he gave him. So, um, yeah. Also, um, Little Baby, he's planning to open a barbershop in Atlanta. Um, Okay. He did something on Instagram where he got a haircut in a barbershop, and he says, uh, I'm opening my own thing in his hometown. Little Baby is giving back to the city as the rapper is looking to open up a barbershop in his hometown. So one of the rappers okay. is giving back. A lot of them don't, but this is what he's doing. Kudos cool. to him. Cool. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with Little Baby. Also, okay, we got to talk about Wakanda Forever. That came out tonight. Uh, it really came out Thursday night. That was, uh, but tonight was a big premiere, but it came out Thursday night. So you like late night uh, movie goers. But um, 
I don't want to give it away, but it's going to be a surprise as far as who's going to be the new uh, Black Panther. So uh, it's it's of the female version. So I'll give you a hint. So. Um, <laughs> Also, um, Black Panther suit is going to be displayed at the National African American of History and Culture Museum. That's right here Yay. in D.C. Yay. We're so honored to have that presence here in the uh, African American Museum. And about a week ago, they had a big premiere um, uh, kicking off the uh, Black Panther uh, movie as well. So all the, uh, you know, stars and everybody was out, you know. And that is yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, last but not least, the Soul Train Awards is going to air um, on Sunday, November the 27th. The Young Cole is going to be the host. Morris um, Day in the Time, they're going to get a Lifetime Award, uh, Achievement Award. And also, um, CC Winans, she's going to um, get the Trailblazer Award. Um, oh, good for her. Yeah, she owns her own um, um, label. Um, oh, she does? Pure Spring, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, Pure Friday? Spring Gospel. Yeah, Pure Spring Gospel uh, is uh, located in Tennessee. Um, she also was uh, very close to Whitney Houston as well. She was um, uh, Bobby Christina's godmother. And... Uh, she also appeared on the, uh, a lot of 90s sitcoms like Martin and Living um, Singles. So he's done a lot in his career. So, um, yeah, so why not? And for you uh, Nita Baker fans, she is starting. She's going to tour in 2023. So you guys got to look at your local listings where she's going to be in your town. So Nita Baker on tour in 2023. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right, good information. Thank you. So you said the Soul Train Awards is when? November twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Seven. All right. I've gotten two reports. One report says the twenty sixth, and one says the twenty seventh. But um, you know, on BET they usually play it on a regular basis. So uh, look at your local listing to be sure. All right. Very good. All right. All right. Well, we're down to the kiss list. Uh, kiss list is uh, people that showed their butt, their butt hiney mm. over the last week or so. I want to start out with Ricky Lake. I call her Ricky Lake, but it's the lady Lake running for governor in Arizona. Boy, she's a she's a female Donald Trump. Now this I can't think just, of her real name. What is it? Something Lake. Who knows? Who cares? Anyway, okay. Her last name is Lake, and that will identify her completely. And she's a mess. Every time she just notices she's going to win, they might be heading for a runoff. Yeah, we shall see. All right, who else we got? We got this district judge, uh, Mark Pittman. He's the one, the Trump appointee, that uh, blocking Biden's planned student loan forgiveness initiative saying the program is, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that it's not legal. You blocker. One person doesn't have power to make laws and all that jazz, you know. I think that's just Trump trying to get some ruffle the feathers. That man is, he's a mess. He's doing no good, you know. 
and whoever left the noose at the site of uh, their building, uh, Obama's presidential center construction site in Chicago, and there's a noose. They found a noose up Isn't there. Isn't that crazy? It's like them jokes ain't got nothing else to do. No, they really don't. Your boy, uh, what's it, Elon Musk? Yeah, Elon. For for destroying the safeguards at uh, Twitter and firing people without any kind of regard, then trying to get them back to come to work. Doesn't that boy realize that the job market is sketchy as hell? Mm-hmm. You can tell he ain't been really paying attention to no real workers. Nope. Okay, so uh, who is this here? Sophia Rawson? Oh, that's it. Oh, oh, yeah, the girl at University of Kentucky. Yeah, her. They used the N-word at a uh, black students. She got caught on tape. They trying to fight her. Then she blamed being drunk and the people who recorded the incident. Yeah, this one was the black girl trying to defend herself. This white girl drunk as hell walking around yelling out the N-word to everybody in Kentucky. And they barred her from the college. So. Yep. And then she said, why did y'all film me when I was... Well, I would, y'all knew I was. Uh, y'all knew I was intoxicated. Under the I was, I was under influence. Why did y'all record? <laughs> well, because you were y'all not the N word, acting crazy, trying to fight. What the hell? You think your white skin going to allow you to wake up the next morning and nothing went down? Shit, you know, booze, vodka don't take no prisoners. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Lindsey Graham for uh, continuing to uh, push Herschel Walker as the uh, viable candidate for uh, senator. Yeah, that's in Georgia, crazy. you know, to give but her. But he's some. too far gone with it now. He got to keep going. Yeah, and uh, what else we got? Also, we got uh, this white woman in South New Jersey that was seen on video hanging stuffed dolls and nooses. Another noose, hanging mm-hmm. stuffed dolls and nooses near or on the campaign signs that belong to black candidate running for Congress, and that's in South New Jersey. What does that prove? I mean, who the heck knows? Why do people? What, what do they think these nooses are gonna do? They think people are gonna be scared? And like I said, these are the children now of yeah. the of the Martin Luther King generation. And they saw her on video. Some blonde chick. They saw the car she got in. They gonna find her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Bryant. This is a white seventy-eight year old uh, Tarrant City Council member for sucker punching the black mayor. And this is in Alabama. The mayor was having a conversation with somebody else. Mm-hmm. This guy Bryant was pissed off about a previous council meeting or something, and he just walked up and sucker punched him. Yeah. Now he's only being charged for harassment. I'm like, but you punched a man. Why isn't that assault? But they only charged him with harassment. I'm so, like, that's some bull crap. Because you don't want that boy to come back and kill him next time. Man. Dan Snyder, Roger Goodell for trying to slick the people of D.C. with that fake me out investigation. Uh, Burlington mm-hmm. Coke Factory. Here's another crazy mm-hmm. one. Burlington Coke Factory uh, had a display of a black Santa Claus with a list of the kids' names and a white Santa Claus with a list of the kids' names. And this was like a big figurine kind of thing. But what was crazy is that the white Santa had names on his list that said Becky, Mark, Jonathan, Tommy, stuff like that. The black Santa had LaShonda, Laquanda, Raheem, Raheem, uh, <laughs> J, uh, what was it, Jaquan, you know, stuff like that. People are stupid. Why it's they do tough. stupid shit like that? <laughs> like, what is your problem? Jolly Ranch. Oh, God. 
And people you know, think that that, that that thing is okay. Yeah. And they, they thought they were trying to be diverse. I'm like, no, what you were was ignorant and insensitive. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. oh, I forgot Trump pursuing. He's trying to, he just launched a lawsuit to block the January 6th committee subpoena to to try to keep from testifying for the January 6th committee, which is uh, next week. Yeah. He's supposed to show up and testify, so he's trying everything he can to keep from having to do that. So, yeah, now he's got a lawsuit to block that, another blocker. To put Steve Bannon on there also. Yeah, Steve he's Bannon. Got a, he's got a show on live TV. If you have uh, Roco TV, mm-hmm. there's a section called live TV where it's free TV. He has his own show. I forget the name of it called American American something. He was on there the other day. This man looks dusty as hell. He is. His gray hair, his gray beard, Crazy. face is scaly, pale white as hell. Whew, Lord. Also, we got Mark Zuckerberg for the meta Facebook mess. This shit crap. Uh, we already said Elon Musk. Mm. Oh, the Philly <laughs> chicken man for eating the 40 well, rotisserie yeah. chickens in 40 days. And the last go. one I have is Madonna. 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 I know that's your girl, but mm-hmm. Madonna, because Madonna is 60-plus years old, but she's still trying to be this little sex kitten, doing mm-hmm. the little negligee things and all, and it's like, you know, it's it's not cute anymore. She's always been a freak, you know. Yeah, but, you know, now you're an old freak. No. You need to let that go. So I'm right. putting Madonna on the kiss it list. I'm like, girl, let it go. Let it go. But that's everybody on this week's Kiss It list. Carol, did you have anybody else? Because we had a lot of them. <laughs> no, y'all got everybody. <laughs> y'all did All right. the damn thing. You got everybody. Well, here's the prize for everybody on this week's Kiss My Empire All right, welcome back with John Party One News, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Good wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is, uh, wow, those elections were deep, real learning experience. I'm glad we finally got into watching these midterm elections because they are pretty important, and they were very entertaining, to say the least. And there's some real people that are, you know, messed up over it, you know, especially Dr. Oz. And Oprah didn't even want to join forces with that joker, and she made him famous. Anyway, hats off to Oprah. She wasn't my biggest fan. I know this kettle girl. But I had thought for her to say that she wasn't with Dr. Oz. <laughs> All right. My last word is don't be a blocker. You know, sometimes I know people want to do things the way they want to do them. 
But if you're just being a blocker for the sake of blocking somebody else, that just means you got issues of your own. Go get help. Get therapy. Don't just block people because you can. Nobody likes a blocker. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kettle? Um, wow. Well, I can't say vote. Hopefully everybody went out and voted already. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm quiet tonight. <laughs> no last words. Just uh, stay safe out there. That's it. All right, well, all right, well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks, uh, Papa Didi Jr., for calling in and giving us some words of uh, wisdom and uh, comedy. But we appreciate that. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening from coast to coast. We appreciate you all. Be safe over the weekend. Enjoy yourself and just be careful out there. Um, That's it. We're going to say good night and get on out of here. Good good night, everybody. Stay safe. Say good night. All right. Good night. Good night. And good night, everybody. We'll do it again next week. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool.